Dear Stranger and Friend, episode 30. Wow, 30. Let's get into it. Hey everybody, it is me, your beautiful, wonderful, handsome podcast host, Paul Masbad. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Dear Stranger and Friend. It really means a lot to me that you're here, especially since it's our 30th episode. 30. 30 hours, 30 different conversations, uh, 30 people that I've gotten to know better as a result of this weird experiment I wanted to do last year. That's right, I've been doing this for almost a year now, and it's kind of crazy. It's blowing my mind. I'm really glad I started. I'm really excited, and I'm glad you joined me for the ride. It really means a lot to me. Thank you so, so much. Anyway, another thing I need to say real quick before I get you primed and ready for this episode is that this is the season finale, so to speak. I know I said on previous episodes that I wasn't going to take a break. I was going to try and, you know, barrel ahead and keep doing it week after week after week, but sometimes life gets in the way and you need to adapt, and this is one of those times where I need to adapt my plan to fit my life. There, I said it. It's good. Hopefully you won't be too mad at me, but the next month or so will be a little bit of a break while I record more episodes, but we should be back on track soon, so don't get too upset. And speaking of season finales and speaking of this episode, I could not think of a better person to have a season finale with than the person I talked to today. I I met her a long time ago, um, and Paige and I have not had a real conversation until we recorded this when she was in Paris doing a Euro trip thing, which you'll hear a lot about. Um, and it, it was really great. It, it was, I was nervous at the beginning, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you could hear it. But it was one of it, it, it's a really great conversation, and I'm really glad we finally got to link up and talk to each other. And it was really fun. It was it was such a good time. But anyway, enough of me talking. Let's just get into that episode. Hey, what's up? Nothing. Attempting to cook dinner. Oh, okay. What time is it over there? Uh, it is 10.34 p.m. Oh, wow. Yeah. What's up? This. <laughs> <laughs> what are you making for dinner? I'm attempting to make a curry potato because I'm really homesick. And uh, I found curry in the cabinet, so... I'm trying to soothe my homesickness with curry, but uh, we'll see if I poison myself or not. Okay, <laughs> okay cool. So, um, usually how I start uh, these things... How much time do you have, by the way, before we get into it? As much time as you need. It's fine. I'm not going anywhere tonight. Okay. Um, so... Usually how I start these things is I, I talk about how, uh, where we first met from your point of view, so from the guest's point of view. So oh, man. If, you rem- if you remember, if you don't, it's cool. I don't think I do. I <laughs> Actually, I think the first time we met was at Kyle's house. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think you came over to like print something. <laughs> Probably. Oh, pictures. Maybe that sounds like me. I, it sounds like I, I was at his house doing everything. I think so. I think I was attempting to hide, and you came over to print, like, photos of yourself. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think that was it. (laughs) 
that's so much that's embarrassing a little bit <laughs> why is that I, embarrassing because i don't know why i was printing photos of myself and that's just lost to the world now yeah i don't know i i feel like no but that makes sense i remember in that tiny hallway and yeah. then printing pictures of myself <laughs> i need these for my headshots or something <laughs> I think so. And I don't know where you you think it's maybe like some mall casting or something something strange. Oh my god. Yep, that was definitely something that I was doing. <laughs> yeah. All right. We nailed it. So we met when I was trying to be cast in a movie or something at a mall. Something something magical. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh but yeah, that's a pretty good one. How how have you been? Um, I know you're you're. Are you still in Paris, or are you yeah. traveling all around? Uh, I'm in Paris now until the fifth of April. I've been here since the first of March. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm off to Italy for oh. like ten days, and then Greece, and then Germany, and then Amsterdam, and then Poland, and then Ireland, and then Scotland, and then I'll be home in June. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh you have a full like thing yeah a full schedule itinerary yeah i mean i quit my job to to come and do this so i figured i might as well do everything i could possibly want to see and do while i'm here yeah it makes sense i mean like you're still pretty young right i know it's rude to ask some uh, yeah. a lady's age i just but... turned 24 yeah, so, like, you might as well do that now before you're, like, 35 and, like, why didn't I fucking do that? For you know? a million and have 10 kids and can't go anywhere, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, are you, st- you've been there since, so you've been in Paris for almost a month? Yeah, so Paris is the longest part of my trip because I'm waiting for a friend and she can't get here until April 3rd. Mm-hmm. I'm patiently waiting for her to get here. Oh, so you've been you've been there just by yourself then? Um, I had five people with me initially when I first got here for my birthday because I spent my birthday here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were here for five days, and then it was me and. What the hell? Excuse me. Uh, okay. <laughs> they said hi to me. It was nice. Did they? That's nice. They stopped and they were like, they waved. I, uh, well, you know, French firemen. <laughs> yeah, I was like, maybe I should cut this out, but maybe I'll just cut a little bit of it, but I don't know. I don't know what, I wonder if my neighbor's flat is on fire and I should be worried. <laughs> I feel like I would have smelled and or have seen something, but. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, did I, I was like, did I silently set off a smoke alarm because my cooking's on fire and I'm in <laughs> here? But, okay. Oh my god! Somebody's dying. That's uh, that's great. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, so you were, you you initially had five people with you. Yeah, so there were six of us, and then um, they went their separate ways. Uh, two of them went to Iowa. Two of them went to Ireland. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was me and a friend, I guess, kind of. Uh, we were stuck together until 
the 21st of March. So I've been by myself for a week. And it's been a nice, quiet week. It sucks having to cook your own meals every single day. And like, yeah. I keep waking up at really weird times at like 1 p.m. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> What's happening? But, have you yeah. have you been enjoying yourself though, like on the on the time or since you've just been by yourself? I should say. Uh, been, it's been weird. It's been kind of hard to like want to do things because I'm by myself. Um, because even in New York, like I don't really do anything by myself. Like if mm -hmm. I have somebody with me, I'd rather have somebody with me. And then, yeah. and I'm by myself. I'm like, oh, I'll just kind of like sleep all day, or like watch Netflix until my eyes bleed, or. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, so it's been hard to like want to do anything, but I have a friend coming here tomorrow, so I'll be able to like actually go out and explore, and like, there's all these museums I really want to go to, which I should have just done by myself because it's a museum, and you're not gonna talk to anybody anyway, but. Yeah, I I think I've only had, like, one conversation in a museum in my entire life. Yeah, I mean, that's not really, like, a social thing. <laughs> You're like, hey, you want to go hang out at the museum? Like, no, don't talk to me. <laughs> I think I was, um, I was, I think I was at the moment, I was staring at, like, a Jackson Pollock painting, and the person I was with, she was like, you like this? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, and that was... <laughs> That was, and that was it. That was like the whole conversation. I was like in tears, staring at this huge canvas for some reason. But like, what other conversation are you supposed to have? Um, and like, not disrupt everyone else that's there. Yeah. It's like, you know. <laughs> but I mean, it's still good that you're going though. Yeah, there's a Picasso museum here that I really want to go to because I love Picasso. And oh, I'm sick. Excited. Yeah. There's a bunch, there's so much stuff that I want to see. There's so many, like, gardens and, like, oh, there's so much stuff. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, I have so much time. Don't worry about it. And then I realized that I haven't done nearly enough stuff in the amount of time that I've been here. So now it's kind of like... Crunch time. Yeah. Hyper tourism. <laughs> Hyper tourism. <laughs> yeah, like you have like a week left till you hit the next spot, right? Uh, Just about. I think I have two weeks, maybe a week. I don't know how time works. Let's see. What's today? I have yeah, I have a week. Oh shit, I have a, <laughs> I have a, a week. Oh man. Yeah, I need to get my life together. <laughs> <laughs> how much of uh, Paris have you seen? Um, I, well, I'm staying, I'm staying, like, a little outside of the inner city, so, like, where, like, the Louvre and the Eiffel Tower are, um, but I've been to the Eiffel Tower, and I've been to the Louvre, and I went to Notre Dame, mm. which was beautiful, I mean, I'm not a religious person, not in the faintest, um, and... <laughs> You know, churches aren't really my thing, but, yeah. you know, Hunchback of Notre Dame is my favorite Disney movie. <laughs> See it. Yeah. Um, but it was beautiful. It was really, really beautiful. And yeah. there was people in there bawling their eyes out, and I get it. 
but I did see a lady crying at the Louvre and I was like, I want to be this lady. She was just like sitting in front of a painting, sobbing. And I was like, that is going to be me. I'm going to come back here and pick a spot and cry in it for art. <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a good person to be. Right. It's not like... I'll never forget her. Like I was going through the Louvre and there's this woman sobbing. Like I will never forget her. Mm. So, you know, for both. sure. It's funny though, like, because um, I'm not that religious either, but it's become some sort of like truth in my head, like an objective truth that a lot of churches are just naturally beautiful. They're all just like built really well, yeah. and like the stained glass and like all that shit. It's like always like when I was in LA, I didn't know what to do with my time aside from like watch movies alone, like in the theater, watch movies alone. <laughs> so I would like wander. Ac- to like just Catholic churches and just like stand in them and like they were museums. Like, man, this is really great. And yeah. I just leave. Yeah, that's pretty much what I did at Notre Dame. <laughs> all, all the churches here are insane. Like, even like the small like community, ch- they're all just gorgeous. And you just stand out. You could just stand outside and literally have so much to stare at. Yeah, it's I can't imagine. Insane. The architecture here is in. Scene. Like it is so beautiful, and you could literally stand on a corner and f- stare into the distance forever. Yeah, and have a good day too. Yeah. You can't can't fucking do that here. Sometimes, I mean, maybe you can. I guess it depends where you are. Yeah, it's in just America. It's like, well, yeah, but in New York, it's extra hard because everything's like all new and like sleek and weird and <laughs> like half the neighborhoods in the future and the other half's not. Like. <laughs> Everything here is, like, super uniformed. Like, all the architecture is exactly the same on all the buildings. Everyone has a balcony. There's plants hanging from everywhere. It's great. Oh, man. Yeah. So what made you want to leave New York? You've been there, from what I understand, if I'm wrong, like, your whole life, right? My entire life. Yeah. Is that why you wanted to leave? Um, It was partially that, and then partially I was just the last, year was just really really sad and like I was just really unhappy and I just didn't want to be there and I kind of came to the conclusion in my head that it was either like I'm gonna leave and like go Mm. take myself out of this environment and just experience something new or I'm gonna stay here and do something really stupid and dangerous or I'm gonna be really miserable or Something, yeah. something bad is going to happen if I don't leave New York. So I was like, I'm just going to bow out gracefully and take my butt across the ocean. <laughs> um, do you think, so like after this trip, do you think you'll like return to New York in, in the same way where you're like, maybe, maybe I'm going to just stay here for a while? Or are you going to be more willing to like, or not more willing, not to say that you aren't, um, but like, are you going to see what America has? Like, you know what I mean? Now that you've seen, now that, like, guessing at the end of this trip, you've seen, like, a lot of Europe. Are you going to, like, try and travel a lot of America? Um, I would like to, but I feel like first I need to learn how to drive. And then once I learn how to drive, I'll be able to go wherever I want. <laughs> that's, like, I think that's a quintessential, like, New York thing. Like, you don't, dr- you don't know how to drive. Nope. Don't know how to drive. Yeah. Eh, what are you gonna do? 
You're going to learn how to drive, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Mom's rule was you can't learn how to drive until I can afford to buy my own car. That was the rule. So, Ooh, that's, that's a good rule, though. Yeah. She's like, you're not driving my car. It's like, fair enough. Correct. Um, so, yeah, until I can buy a car, I really have no reason to drive or to learn to drive because what am I going to drive? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, man. I, I, it's really hard, though, like living in suburban New York like I do and not driving because that's kind of the, the oh. life I have ch- chosen to live. Oh, yeah. So, like, I very much understand, like, waking up at weird times and then just watching Netflix forever. <laughs> It's like, what the fuck else am I going to do? Literally. Yeah. But I would like to see the rest of America. I've never, I've never left the East Coast ever. Oh, really? My life. No, never been in California. Never gone anywhere. I just go up and down to Florida and that's it. Like, do you, like, so you've only been in Florida and New York? Um, And just like pass through those states or? We've drove from new york all the way to florida um but i've only stayed yeah i've only stayed in florida and pennsylvania and non-exciting places that you really don't want to spend your time or your money um but one of my friends that was on this trip with me in the beginning he he's originally from iowa he actually when he landed back in iowa from here he actually picked up and moved to la oh wow so I have an excuse now, because I have somebody that lives in LA, and I can be like, "Hey, can I sleep on your couch?" Yeah, that's that's always the best. Like having people that you know that live in other cities, because all you have to really worry about is like, how am I? Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to rack up those friends real bad. <laughs> like, all my friends live on the East Coast, like in yeah. New York City or in Philly, or like, but. I need I need farther out friends. Yeah, you know what I mean, I mean West Coast friends. You can be like, hey, I'm I'm outside. <laughs> <laughs> let me sl- let me sleep on your couch, please. Yeah, please. Um, but yeah, so that's that's cool that you're like doing this this whole thing. I feel like, um, especially in my experience, um, after hearing like the reasons you're you're giving to leaving, I feel like that happens or that happened to me as well, where it's like, if I stay in this one place any longer, everything bad is going to happen, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but for me, since I, I, th- I think I'm like extra lazy, every time I've had those feelings, I'm like, I'm not going to fucking do anything about it. I'm just going <laughs> to. Usually same, but yeah. I, I don't know. There's just something extra like, bad this like I don't know last year was really bad and like my job was horrible and we got a new manager and I wanted to cut her throat open and drink her blood like I hate (laughs) her so much like no one's ever made me so like angry in my life (laughs) I could not stand her so I had already been plotting in my head like okay I have to get out of here and then it went from me quitting my job to me just being like I I bought a one-way ticket, so I really didn't know what my plan was for, like, coming back home or what was Yeah. Um, And then I, yeah, I came here, and then I was like, does anybody want to meet me in Europe? Because I'm (laughs) like, no. (laughs) 
And luckily enough, a couple of people have uh, come to meet me here, so I haven't been as scared as I thought I was going to be. But France is really hard to get around if you don't speak French. You know? Yeah. How- French firemen come to your door and you're like, I speak English. And they're like, shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. So how have you been getting around when you do get around? Do the people that, that you're with, do they know French or do most people know? No one on this trip has known any French at all. Um, mm-hmm. It's been mostly a lot of Google Translate, like when I go to the supermarket or I have a Paris Metro app. The trains here are great. Um, yeah. But besides that, I mean, I don't really leave the house, so I don't really need to talk to anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Right, you said that, I forgot. You need to talk to anyone. Sometimes people try to talk to me in the elevator, and I'm like, yeah. Doing that, yeah. I'm like, bonjour. (laughs) I do that here. Exactly, I'm like, please don't talk to me. Yeah. But yeah, besides that, I mean, you know, people at the cafe next door speak some english and they get my coffee right and that's about it is the coffee there really good i know that's not like a heavy question for like (laughs) but Uh, okay because like i'm not really like a one of those people that's like super into coffee like coffee is my life like so there's plenty of coffee that i think is disgusting especially like back in new york like you give me a cup of black coffee i will spit that shit right in your face as fast as oh man but here, I haven't put sugar in anything at all. Like, nothing. So, the coffee here is pretty good. The tea here oh. is better than tea in America. Uh, Everything is just delicious, and I want to take it home with me. I'm just going to have a suitcase full of, like, teas and coffees. <laughs> You're going to, like, leave all your clothes and just have... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go to customs you're like do you have anything to claim and be like i do not don't look at my bag (laughs) (laughs) oh man i like when i was in korea i did that but it was like i I, like because when i went there i packed like white t-shirts and blue jeans just over and over again so i was like a cartoon character while i was working there and then after the first time we gotten paid i was like i'm gonna buy a whole new wardrobe so then I had to leave, like, so many blue jeans and white t-shirts in the apartment I was living in in Korea because I did not have any space for any of the new clothes that I had bought. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to end up going home with an extra bag full of nonsense because I, uh, I told myself I wasn't going to shop on this trip. And everyone's like, you're going to Paris. You're going to Italy. Like, you're going to come back with something. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm going to have no money. Like, I can't yeah. buy anything. And... The other day I walked into Gucci and I was like, this is a bad idea. But I didn't get anything, but I really wanted to. Yeah, I I get that feeling. Like I have this credit card and it has no spending limit. And everything's cheaper here because it's made in Europe. Yeah. So I should just get it. And then my brain, you know, my mom was in my head and she was like, if you come home with a Gucci bag, I'm going to skin you. And I was like, okay, how to leave it here. Oh, man. Like, I, it's especially hard when you realize that everything is cheaper where you are as opposed to, like, yeah. where you live. Like, I, like, my favorite store is Uniqlo, but I'm, like, you know, my whole, like, from the minimum wage working world. So that's a super expensive store for me. Yeah. 
But then when I was in Korea, I was like, wait a minute. Like, these same clothes are just like 10 bucks? So yeah. I was just like... <laughs> exactly. All the, all the bags and all the jewelry here is like $400 cheaper than it is in America. And I'm like, this is a setup. Like, you guys sent me here. I told myself I wasn't going to walk into Gucci. I walked into Gucci. It was like four floors. And now I'm face to face with this purse. And I can't. Yeah. <laughs> It's not what I want. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, sorry to like switch gears so abruptly. I'm not very good at segues. Um, but shit, saying that just made me forget what I wanted to ask you. <laughs> I'm fucking stupid. Oh wait, no. Um, so you said you've, you've never left like the East Coast, but have you like been out of the country prior to this or is yeah. this your first? Um, so last year, me and my best friend took a trip to Ireland, and then uh, we went to London together. That was last last March. It was around this time. Uh, oh, cool. To, yeah, so it's like my one-year Europe anniversary. Um, and then prior to that, I went to Bermuda, uh, okay. which was ugh, amazing. I wish I could swim to Bermuda from here. It's beautiful mm-hmm. uh besides that unless you count puerto rico that mm-hmm. <laughs> that's cool though i i know you said earlier too that you bought a one-way ticket and you plan on coming back i guess in june but did you did you like think that oh maybe one of these places i'll just end up staying um, I thought that about Paris, and then when I got here, it was, I mean, I've been here for 20-something days, it was kind of like, I don't think I could live here. I, mm. It's very quiet, and French people kind of suck, and uh, <laughs> French men especially are the worst, and <laughs> I don't think I could live this life. But I feel like when I get to Italy, I'm going to be like, yeah, this is it. And uh, like, <laughs> forever. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I initially bought the one-way ticket just because it was cheaper, and right. I didn't really have a time frame in my head like when I wanted to come home or like where I would even be coming home from. So mm-hmm. it's just like, eh, we'll wing it. Yeah. Do you do that a lot? Is I mean, like, I because we. Okay. I don't really. No, this is very, very out of character for me. I'm very anxious, and I like everything to be like planned out to the T. Like, I need to be here at this time. I'm always late, but I like to know. Yeah. This is where I'm gonna be, and I'm staying here from here to this, and and I don't have that security, so I'm kind of just like. "Eh." (laughs) Does it feel like scary or like liberating to like? I guess shift your character in a bit to like do something you're not comfortable with. Um, it's definitely both. I was super anxious coming here. And then when I got here, I was like, okay, I can do this. And now, I mean, it was exciting, you know, not, I I mean, I live with my parents, so I'm living by myself and uh, I'm in a completely different country and, it's exciting, but it's definitely scary because I can feel myself falling into these tendencies where I'm like, 
I don't want to go outside and I kind of just want to hide because I'm scared and I'm nervous and I'm uncomfortable and you know somebody asking me a question on the street it's going to give me anxiety because I don't know what they're saying <laughs> yeah I think it's super easy for me to like fall back into that habit of kind of like wanting to like shut down and like hide but I can't because I'm going to end up wasting my time here like yeah. You know, I, like, flew across the ocean to, like, sit in an apartment for a month. Like, that's not why I gave me <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I, I, I really feel that. That resonates with me because, like, again, like, I've lived with my parents almost my, basically, like, most of my life. I moved out, like, once for, like, nine months, but then I wasn't really living those nine months. It's, like, such, that's, like, a dark period of my life. But, uh, I remember, like, kind of the same thing when I went to Korea to work like it was the first time I was alone in my apartment and it's like that thing you you just said where like I can't let myself be the way I usually am because I'm in this whole new place and I, I'd i be like taking that away from myself you know yeah. so it's cool sometimes being in uncomfortable posi positions or situations for me like forces me to like make the best out of it because I'm so afraid of being even more uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? And I also, like, don't want to go home and feel disappointed. That's, yeah. like, the biggest thing is, like, I came here hoping to find some sort of, like, inspiration and motivation for my life at home. And if I go home and I'm like, eh, nothing, like, nothing happened, it'd be like I wasted all this time and all this money and effort to mm -hmm. do the same shit I was doing in New York, which is not why I came here yeah mm -hmm. so if you don't mind me asking like what what kind of thing are you looking for to like push you um on this trip I don't really know I think a lot of what I'm looking for is just like I'm tired of being scared of being with myself mm -hmm. and I think that I and in New York like because it's home and you have a million distractions like I was working and I had my friends at work and my parents and family and whatever to kind of distract me from ever having to like be with myself yeah and I have no choice but to be with myself like even if someone else is here like I'm still alone in some sense yeah and I'm kind of just looking for that comfort that I can kind of like go somewhere and be alone and not be miserable because there's no one to distract me from myself. Right. I, yeah, I, ooh, I feel that a lot. Sorry. I just went, Ooh, like that. That was fucking yep. weird. <laughs> I'm so fucking sorry. Jeez. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I totally feel that. Like there's like, I've like similarly, although I, I, I'm not in another country, but I'm just like moved back home, but now I am finding myself with a lot of time alone where it's like both my parents are doing whatever the fuck they're doing. So it's just like, okay. And I'm like the only one in my hometown now. So it's like, I got fucking nobody. And I don't have a, so I don't drive, like I don't do all of these things that would like let me go and distract myself from myself. But it's like a really hard and interesting and fun journey to like figure out and I hope this doesn't sound lame, but, like, how to properly, like, put that self-love thing into your mind where it's, like, you know, where you're not, like, looking at yourself in the mirror, or at least this is what I do, and just, like, be like, what are you doing, man? 
what are you fucking doing? <laughs> you know, like. It's me every day. I wake up and I'm like, I should do this, this, and this. And then I lay there for a couple more hours and I'm like, shit, it's four o'clock. Yeah. Probably eat something. And that's the extent of my day. It's like I watch Archer for five hours and then I like make a sandwich and then I'm like, all right, it's time for bed. And then I lay there until six o'clock in the morning and then I wake up and it's 2 p.m. and I do it oh. again. And I'm like, this is not, this is not what I wanted. Not at all. This is not life. Yeah. I'm trying to like force myself to be the person that like I want to be and I've always blamed being busy on the reason that I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do or like why I haven't learned certain skills that I wanted to learn. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I have work and I have this and by the time I get home, I'm tired and I have to wake up and I have to go to work and it's like, oh, yeah. excuses. So it's just the fact that I'm lazy and I suck and I need to get my life together. So. Yeah, it's it, it takes a lot of um, self-discipline. Like it's so, yeah. I, I started doing this thing and it, it's like something that I think... This is going to be fucked up to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. But it's the thing, like, fucking, like, ugh, God, that, like, just, you know, the, the very specific type of white girl does, where they, like, just follow inspirational quote Instagrams. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to be fucked when I said it, but, like, it's true, kind of. Uh, Those people are the worst people. <laughs> yeah, but, like, so I started following a bunch of them, or at least looking them up, and and none of them really talk about how like the work that needs to like it's just like wake up in the morning and you're beautiful or something it's like I, wow great fabulous i'm gonna go back to sleep good night <laughs> like, yeah like um but yeah it t- it's like a lot of discipline and like a lot of like um like hard work it's almost like working a full-time job like i'm unemployed now but like i work every day to wake up at the fucking same time every morning mm-hmm. as opposed to like fucking four in the afternoon but then like i also had to learn how to like reward myself in those situations where it's like whoa i'm up before 11 nice nice <laughs> i'm the adult. yeah i'm fucking <laughs> feeling real good about myself <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, that shit is tough, though. It is. No, it really is. Like, when I came here, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up at a normal hour, like, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, like an adult, and I'm going to make myself breakfast, and then I'm going to do yoga, and then da, 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 and then I've probably done yoga about four times since I've been here. Uh, yeah. And I just, you know, 15 minutes in, and I'm like, oh, my God, my body is not ready. <laughs> I'm like, I want to lay down. Dude, I'm the, I'm the same way. It's over. <laughs> yeah, it's that 15-minute mark where you're like, 15 minutes is good enough, right? Like, that's great. Yeah. enough. Yeah, because, you know, I have this, like, cute little yoga studio app that I spent, like, $5 on. So I was like, this is going to be my life. This is worth it. You know, I set it up. And I get on my yoga mat. I bought a foldable travel yoga mat that can fit in a suitcase. It folds into a little square. Yeah. I was serious about this business. Lay that out. I get into one 15-minute session. It's over, and I'm like, I deserve a nap. <laughs> yeah, right? It's over. It's absolutely over. 
Dude, I, I, the same thing. It's like started out, and I'm like, man, I'm feeling really good about myself. But then you hit that 15 minutes, and it's just like, okay, everything's out the window. After this, I'm going to smoke a cigarette, yeah. maybe coffee. Yeah. Maybe I'll go to happy hour tonight. Like, I, <laughs> I'm healthy enough. Yeah, that was good. My body hates me enough, and I'm going to go lay in the tub for four hours and cry because I'm sore from doing one stretch. Yeah. That's been my life. Yeah, it's like really, really hard. Um, I don't like I don't know. I don't know how people do it. And I don't think, you know, I actually it's really cool. The people that get really into it that mm. that do it, you know, because it really affects them, I think, on a physiological level and also a mental level. But it's so much harder when it's just like you are not in that mindset ever. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you are. Yeah, no, I'm never in that mindset. And I that was the thing. I was like, I'm going to train myself to be this person that's like, I'm super productive and I'm going to get up and I'm going to stretch and I'm going to be like this nimble fairy angel and I'm going to take this back to New York with me and I'm going to do yoga all the time and I'm just yeah, letting myself down one day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think it's like instances like that that become helpful ones because for me it was like, yeah, I need to start doing yoga. And then I stopped and I was like, I would rather just do push-ups until I'm tired and then smoke a cigarette. Or like, I would rather do yeah. something else. And like, a lot of the thing is like, I, at least for me anyway, that was like, I'm trying to be this like yoga dude that'll like put pictures shirtless up on Instagram and all this stuff and like be real buff and sick. Feel you, same. <laughs> right? But then like... I realized, holy shit, I am so far away from being that person. It would probably take um, being born again and starting my whole life over to be that guy. So why don't I just, like, lean into what I already am, which is the guy that takes Instagram photos on the toilet. So it's like... Good, good too, you know? There's yeah. there's something for everyone. And uh, Yeah. I don't think that's for anyone, though. No, just it's for me. just for you. Yeah. <laughs> toilet photos are your thing. Yeah. Um, but like on a serious note, but it's just like, yeah, it helps you like those things when you try to do what other people do and you see them and what makes it makes them happy as opposed to like, like, maybe that'll work for me. You like, it's like eating new foods for the first time. It's like you get, you just like fucking try everything until you figure out what you like and like who you are and all that stuff. So I think it's good that like, I don't know, maybe you're just not a yoga person. I used to be a yoga person. That's the thing that breaks my oh. heart. It's like I did yoga in college and I did yoga in high school. And now that I'm not in a class, I find it really hard to focus. So that's why I got this app because it like talks to you and it's like, blah, 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 blah. And she has a stupid soothing voice and like there's dumb music in the background. And I was like, okay, maybe this is like what I need. But I just like, I don't know. I need to like kick my own ass and be like, listen, you can't touch your toes. This is not acceptable. Like you need to get up and stretch or like Ugh. walking up the stairs is going to make you pull, like get a Charlie horse. Like you need to get up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel it. I feel that. Oh my God. Um, you mentioned a little bit about the person you are versus the person you want to be and if again like if you don't mind me asking like who I guess is like the ideal self for you like what does that mean what is the who is the person you want to be my ideal what? self um she's kind I've... of 
Like, I think what I'm missing from being my ideal self is that I can't self-motivate. And that's what I need. Like, all the things that I want to do and create in my lifetime, no one's going to make me do those things. Like, I need to be able to be good enough for my, like, I need to be enough motivation for myself to be like, no, I want this. I'm going to do this. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm striving for and I don't want to believe that like I'm it's just not gonna happen like you're just a lazy unproductive lump of poo and this is who you'll always be and like just get used to it and yeah. like become a cat lady and it'll be chill but I don't know and it's just hard because I have such a like a creative mind and such a like overactive mind that there's so much that I want to do and like I feel like I need to do but mm-hmm. I I just can't like there's just something stopping me from which is me from like manifesting all these things that like I see in my head I just need to like I don't know I don't know what it's going to take for me to like break past that point where I'm like no this is cool like I can do this yeah and like I don't need somebody to be like hey today we're gonna da 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 and like we're gonna start here and we're gonna finish here and I just I don't know I need to like want to make myself happy yeah. What are these things that like you want to make and create and do if if that's cool? If that's a cool question. That's a cool question. Um well, one of the things that I'm going to be working on when I get back to New York, um my one of my best friends and I don't know if you guys ever met, but his name's Ashmi and he was Kyle was in his band. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the lead vocals of Oxymorons and we are the yin to each other's yang like we are in like he texts me all the time he's like i hate you that you're not here and come home i'm like okay yeah um when i get before i left we had this really really enlightening conversation for me and kind of like what i want to shift my focus on when i get home um they're coming out with a new album and we did i did the promo video for their album and what it was was Essentially, what it was, it was a rant, and it was me ranting about black people and rock and roll culture and us feeling kind of detached from rock and roll, even though black people technically started rock and roll, um, mm-hmm. and how, like, you know, the past 10 years of my life, like, I go to these shows and I you know, my cousin is in like four different metal bands and I go to his shows and I go to other shows and I pay my money here and I give my money to these people and I go into this community and I always feel like I don't belong because I'm like one of three people of color in the entire room and everyone's white. Yeah, I know that. I'm really, yeah, <laughs> it's really disheartening and you just feel weird and, you know, growing up everyone's like, oh, like you, like you think you're white and you act white and you like white people music and it's like, no, that's, no, like, black people belong in this, and people of color belong in this culture just as much as anyone else, and yeah. so my plan is, is that when I come home, I am, uh, I'm gonna do, like, a docu-series of small interviews of musicians of color that are in the rock and roll culture, and pretty much I want just to hear, like, what they do and how they got inspired and how they feel being in a culture that kind of pretends like they don't exist. Yeah. And that's the plan. So I have a couple of people that I've already reached out to or that have reached out to me that want to be included. Um, 
and I kind of just have to like obviously Ashmi is going to be the first person I interview because that's what he does yeah but I'm I'm really excited and it's something that I'm really passionate about and that's very personal to me and I think that's kind of what I've been missing in my work is like everything that I've done thus far has been like fashion related which is also mm-hmm. personal to me because that's what I know and that's easy for me but it's not yeah. it's not really adding anything to the world that doesn't already exist right you know what I mean like there's a million girls that want to be style bloggers and that want to dress cute and like get paid to be cute on Instagram like I'm one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone wants to do that. Like that is the dream. Like I want someone to send me a pair of boots to take a photo in and be like, boom, done. I paid my rent. Cool. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this is something that's just going to challenge me and kind of just be more fulfilling than like, here's my outfit of the day. Do you think I'm pretty? Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, that's really cool. I really like that. I'm really into it. Like, um, that's a really cool idea. I would love to uh, see it, watch it. I can't wait. I'm um, excited. I'm really excited, and um, it's pretty much going to be all me. I don't really have anybody like helping me. Like, so I'm going to have to learn how to like film and edit and do all of this alone, which is kind of also exciting. Um, and I'll be unemployed for the summer. And that's kind of my plan: is to like stay unemployed and just kind of freelance if I can and just really focus on like making this my priority it's like just making people of color visible like in the forefront of rock and roll culture because I'm tired of seeing like white blonde girls dressed like 70 groupies and they're like yeah rock and roll is my life and I'm like shut goddamn trap <laughs> yeah I I remember I had this conversation with um, one of my friends recently because uh, we were talking. He was asking me about like music that I make, and I was like, "It's really hard because I've I have very strict guidelines as into like starting a band." And everyone says like, "Paul, you should have like a bassist and a drummer and this and that. Like, that would be cool for your music because we don't know what it sounds like. We only know what you by yourself sounds like." But I had this conversation um, with my friend who is a person person of color, and I was just like. Here's the thing, if I start a band, I don't want any white people in it. And he was just like he, he was just like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah, I want no white people in my band." And then he's like, "What was the reasoning behind that?" I went to a show in Philly and me and my friend, who's a black dude, were the only people of color there except for one other guy which we waved to. And he was like, "I see you guys." <laughs> yeah. And uh and we and he um used to play guitar with me and i was and i was like imagine if like we started a band and like you know like we're we're opening up in this show and there we know there's like three of us in the crowd but then they see like just all people of color on the stage like how fucking dope would we feel if we saw a whole band that was just people of color he's like oh shit you're right man so that's really like the reason why i don't do music it's because i don't want to play music with white people i feel you though (laughs) there's not enough black musicians or people of color musicians who like get the chance to do anything else besides being told like you should be a rapper like Mm -hmm. i don't know i just one of the shows one of the last shows i went to was one of my cousin's shows and it was in brooklyn and my cousin's white he's italian and um 
we the people who went on before him so the only people of color in the entire place were me and my mom oh boy we're in brooklyn so there's a chance for like one something to walk in nothing yeah everyone's white um and it was a dry show so there was no alcohol so i had to stand here in the sea of white men with me and my trinidadian mom and the band that goes on before my cousin gets on and it's a black guy as the lead and Mm -hmm. artist was black and i was this close to crying i was so close to being in tears because i was just so happy and it was like one it was a metal show and i've never seen anyone in like a small venue with a with someone that was black that did vocals ever yeah maybe you get like a spanish drummer but you never get like a black guy doing lead vocals and they were great and i was literally like i was looking at my mom and i was like this is why <laughs> like I didn't even know this guy was gonna be here, and I like want to be his best friend. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna find him, and I'm gonna make him talk to me because yeah. it was just so inspiring. And I feel like I wish someone else was there to see that, so they can know that like this exists. Yeah, because there's so many times when I, you know, my cousin does a show, and there's six bands, and it's six bands of all white men, and I'm like. This, this is impossible. There's no way that I'm the only brown person here. There's no way. Yeah. Like, come on. This is crazy. Like, you're, into, you're from Florida. There's no Cubans down. Like, there's nobody <laughs> there that wants to pick up an instrument. Yeah. So. Like, for sure. It's it's really gnarly. It's really weird. It's, um... it It's strange. Like, um, especially, I guess, like... Um, I don't know. I'm a fucking emo dude. But, like, it is... <laughs> and it's just like I, I go to a lot of like or I, at least I did this past summer I went to a lot of shows where there's like a lot of talk about um, being inclusive and stuff but yet like I'm still just like one of five you know what I mean what yeah and it, and it, it feels really weird and it feels like hard to be like okay I'm gonna get in the crowd with all these people part of me is like I don't want to do that like I just want to also I think that might be me getting old but like still same because i went to an afi show recently because yes come on yeah i have a story about that but go on with yours amazing but i went there and it was all white people i saw like one other girl of color and like one one of my friends was there and i had no idea and she's black and she actually like hit me up on Instagram later and was like, oh my god, you were there? I was there. I was like, what the hell? The only two, like, black girls here. We couldn't <laughs> find each other. But, yeah. like, I don't know. I just felt, one, I felt really old. And <laughs> two, I just felt really out of place. And I feel like, especially when you're a girl and, like, everyone around you is, like, a 21-year-old, like, white man that, like, just heard of AFI for the first time in their lives, and you've been crying about this since you were 12. Like, I felt like they were all staring at me, and they, like, expected me not to know the music. Like, I got, like, brought along, like, as, like, oh, I'm going to the show, do you want to come? And, like, I just ended up being there and, like, didn't really want to be there when I knew more than they did. (laughs) I was like, no, this Mm. is life. Like, how do But, ugh. That's something I don't experience, but I do know that that fucking thing that happens, you know, where like, 
And it's so fucking annoying. I think that happened to one of my ex-girlfriends constantly when she was the one bringing me out to shows. Mm-hmm. I was the I was like the person who was like, okay, I've never heard of the band, but yeah. you know, so yeah. like, that's just like such a shitty thing. Like what? <laughs> it it happens to me all the time. Like I went to see Corn, and. <laughs> I was one of the youngest people in there, which was to begin with. Everyone in there was like 40 plus, and they were all white men that looked like they just came from a Klan rally. Like, it was terrifying. And it was just me and my ex-boyfriend at the time, who was white. And I was like, they probably think that, like, everyone was staring at me. and, Mm. And they probably think that, like, he dragged me along when I was the one who was like, hey, I want to go see corn. I'm not going to hear shit about this. We're going to go see corn. Yeah. But it's just always really weird. And I always feel really uncomfortable. And, like, maybe I should just go home and, like, listen to corn Pandora. And, like, that should be enough for me. <laughs> like, the comfort yeah. of Yeah. But it's not. It's just, it's just not there. Yeah. And it shouldn't be like that. No. Um, so that's why it's really cool that you're doing that. Or that's your plan to do that thing. Um, the the docu series, which is a term I haven't heard said out loud before, and that's really? not like a yeah, that's not like a bad thing. But I was like, ooh, this is interesting. I <laughs> yeah, the crazy thing about that AFI show, right? Because I'm I'm sure you posted stuff on Instagram about it, right? And I follow you on Instagram, so I saw it. But that night like scrolling through my feed literally everybody i follow was at that show including you really yeah and two weeks prior i got invited to go and i was like nah i don't really want to make the trip to this oh you (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm an idiot because like the for the first time i've experienced that oh my gosh i have a very specific group of friends and they all and we all like the same thing and they're all at the same place yeah it's I could have said hi to all of them. I could have had a very good time, but I'm sitting at home, like, drinking coffee and chain-smoking cigarettes, like, oh, no, I made a big mistake. I made a huge mistake, like, scrolling through my phone. Oh, my God, it was such a good show. You're so stupid. (laughs) Thanks. You're making me feel really good about this. (laughs) If I could go back in time and I knew that you had the chance to go, I would convince you to come because even though white men were standing this close to my butt, it was great and it was amazing and i wore like six inch suede platform boots that i should not have worn but i was still like the shortest person there i couldn't see jack and it was it was great everything was just magical and he sounded better live than he did recorded so, I'm, I'm feeling like i really blew it right now keeping for you <laughs> I'm feeling pretty bad about that now. Thanks. Oh, you kind of ruined it. <laughs> oh, jeez. We're getting close to an hour. Um, so, uh, and I like five minutes to the full hour. But usually around this time, um, we've been having fun conversations. We're really good. Um, I asked the guests if they want to ask me anything. Um, like literally anything, I'll answer it to the best of my ability. Sometimes people like to ask me dirty questions. <laughs> that only happened once, actually. Uh, but 
now I use that as like you can literally ask me anything I'll I'll answer it um so oh man um ask you anything because yeah. I've been doing a lot of question asking I realized yeah but I feel like you've also been like sharing a lot with me to the point where I feel like I don't need to ask you a follow-up question <laughs> oh, okay. going on these great tangents where it's like story time <laughs> <laughs> ask you anything okay let's see will you let me interview you for my series I guess, but I mean, like, I am not there that. <laughs> no, I, I, I just don't. I honestly don't want to bring your thing down with me. <laughs> Do no, you know I mean? shut up! Ew, ew, gross! How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the reason I say that is because I don't play out that often. But I just, I just write music in my bedroom constantly, and like, what I share is like on the internet. That's, that's good enough. But I do have a real question. That was a selfish question. I have a real Ooh. question. Ooh, double time. Let's hit it. <laughs> okay. So I was talking to a friend, right? And we were talking about pretty much the same thing. Like people of color in rock and roll. And like you go to shows, you go to venues, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, we came to the conclusion that white people think that we're unicorns. Do you feel like white girls tend to flock to you because they think you're some sort of like rare gem unicorn of a human where they're like, oh, he's not white, so he's exciting and spicy and he likes the things I like. Because I feel like white men do that to me all the time. Like, they're like, oh, she's she's brown and she wants to listen to Metallica. This means she's the one for me. Like, and yeah. but I feel like the only people who are attracted to me are white men. Mm-hmm. Do you feel because like, of that. Because, because of that. Yeah, because I live this like alternative lifestyle and I don't look like a black girl and I don't look ethnic enough. So I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like I roll into my brain. They're like, she's, you're not really black. You're like white enough where it can like, you can hang out with my friends and we can like go to dive bars and like. <laughs> I'm, literally, <laughs> I'm literally starting to sweat. This is getting me so mad. Uh... I'm like, I gotta take my sweater. Like, this is getting... <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, to answer your question. And um, it's really weird because... Because <laughs> usually I have this conversation um, when I do date white girls where it's just like... Um, sometimes it's like, oh, we're going to be together for like a long time or whatever. And then I joke, I'm like, no, I'm just the pit stop before you meet the white dude you're going to marry who likes to go hiking and like fucking ski and stuff i'm just like the funny weird dude who like gets dumb tattoos and like whoa i get to experience a life other than mine for like nine months yeah and then i can feel edgy too um yes i do feel that way it's really weird it's really strange um i've met a lot of the people that i have been with um except one um, all got tattoos after they started dating me. Yep. You know, and that I hate. Yep. I'm like, you don't have to do that. Like, I am the per like, one conversation, and this isn't too recent, but I remember someone I was dating was like, oh, I want to get this tattoo. I'm like, cool, tell me what it, what, why? And then they start talking to me, and I'm just like, you shouldn't do it. 
I just like constantly shoot it down. I'm like, don't, don't do it. I mean, like, it's a good idea, but like, you're gonna have that on the, on your body for the rest of your life. Like, I sound like my dad, you know. And also, like, especially if I meet somebody in the winter time, and I am wearing like full sleeves and stuff, so like they can't see my tattoos. Whenever that issue or the the question of tattoos come up comes up, I'm like. I always say I would never get a fucking tattoo. That shit is disgusting. I get real, like, shitty about it. I'm like, no, they're cool, and they have meaning. And then whoever I'm with is like, he's fucking with you. He has plenty of tattoos. <laughs> and it's just like, that's really, that's really fucking weird. And then it, it really weirds me out when they want to, like, go to Filipino restaurants or, like, let me ask your mom for like recipes but like yeah. my family isn't like super filipino we're more poor people than filipino people so it's like all of our meals are like okay so we scratch this together yeah let's call it and it sort of tastes like what the filipino equivalent at a restaurant would be yeah you know um so yeah fucking definitely that happens and it's always like i don't know especially like they find out I play music. It's like, I didn't know you played guitar. I'm like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, I play like emo music. And sometimes I scream really hard. <laughs> They're like, oh, write a song about me. I'm like, anybody yeah. else could write a song about you. Like anyone else, like have them do it. You have friends that are musicians. Um, you know, it, it's been, I guess, a really long time. Sorry that I'm rambling, but it's been a really long time since I haven't felt that. Yeah. Um, because either it's like, yeah, it's like a white girl is like, look at this, um, this um, dirty hipster um, who's like a unicorn, like you put it. Like, what the fuck is this? Yep. Especially like when my hair was long and I had like the Skrillex haircut, you know, like just the side yep. of my head shave. It's just like, look at this fucking dude. He's into these things and he dresses like that and he's openly talking about how he's spending his paychecks on like tattoos all the time and like listening to music I've never heard of. And then so like it's either that or like I date someone who is um, a person of color, but they're more attracted to the like the hipster dirty part where it's just like oh, you're into like emo music and all this. Stuff. So it's like I don't want to be someone's window into another world regardless of um their you know what i mean like i would really love to just like be what i'm into and they're already into those things or they're not and they're like okay fucking cool like i'll make some concessions to hang out with you at these things but you also have to do that for me and i'll be like fuck yeah let's 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 work on that exactly you know hasn't happened yet though (laughs) Sure has it. I don't think it, I don't think it's gonna unless like I meet myself, yeah. <laughs> like just I know, another I think me. I need to date myself. That sounds good. Even yeah. here, like French guys are like, "Oh, you have tattoos? I think that's so sexy." And I'm like, "Okay." And they're like, "I would never get a tattoo though." And I'm like, "So I'm a novelty to you. Like you're like, oh, she's so dangerous, and she's from New York, so she's like." dirty and exciting and she's like weird and she likes art and shit like ooh, i want to have sex with this one like 
put yeah. it tell my friends and I'm like don't touch me I will literally gut you like a fish like do not look at me don't talk to me yeah it's just it's one thing or the other either they're here for the aesthetic or they're like oh you're brown tell me about your culture can I yeah. talk to a Jamaican accent even though you're not Jamaican because I don't know what a Trinidadian accent is perfect like, have you ever like <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had the conversation of, of where you're, like, calling out, like, a white person you're seeing? Not necessarily dating, but maybe before then you're just like, what you just said was pretty racist, dude. Yes. Like, you gotta pull it out. All, yeah. all the time. And I realized that I've done this only as I've gotten older. So as I've become more assertive in my life, <laughs> I'm like, skirt! We're gonna talk about why that's incorrect. Like, yeah. I've had exes that have talked to me in fake Caribbean accents or who have tried to like repeat Caribbean like slang and dialect to me and mm. it's funny and I'm like I'm literally gonna smash your face in and here's why it's like you're disrespectful like or they'll make yeah. way like my grandmother talks and I'm like ah. <sighs> I'm like she is a crazy old lady leave her alone first of all and second of all don't ever come back here <laughs> Yeah, one of the things I experienced is that, um, and like, it only really bothers me with uh, when white girls do it, where it's just like, what do you call your brother? Because I don't call my brother Eric, it's like a Filipino thing to call him Kuya, which just means older brother. I dated a Filipino, I know. Uh, you know. But then when like, they're like, what do you call, oh, I call him Kuya, it's like, oh, how do you spell that? And I tell them, like, cool. Yeah, I think I'm gonna call him that. I was like, nope, no, you're no, not. Don't do that. Like, why? Why is he your brother? No. Like, are yeah. you thinking all of a sudden? No. What is <laughs> yeah, wrong like, with you? It also it's like, like a thing you only do once you marry the person. Where it's like, if my brother marries his girlfriend that he's been seeing for a long time, I will call her the equivalent of older sister. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That. It, yeah. But it's just like we ain't married yet, my dog. Like, <laughs> cool, <You're right>. cool <laughs> out. Huh? Yo, breaks. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a lot, and I would definitely punch someone, right? Yeah. It's really, it's really, really fucking gnarly. But yeah, I also realized the thing, you said they're either in it for the aesthetic, and um, so I recently, <laughs> God, fuck, I recently got back on OkCupid, uh, which is a huge mistake. Yes, because, it is. Um... Because, one, my profile is literally just, like, imagine if a robot realized it was a robot mm -hmm. or started to. So that's what my profile is like. That's what it reads like. Perfect. So it's it's really just, like, if someone laughs at this or, is like, set, like, sends me a message that's like, your profile's really funny. It's like if a robot was becoming sentient. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to meet you and hang out with you. Yeah. But the only messages I have gotten were from white girls who all, so like, most of the time, although not verbatim, but have all said their opening line is like, I really like your aesthetic. I'm like, girl, you don't know me. Like, like one, that's gross. And two, like, no, go away. <laughs> yeah. And so I responded, um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and then they were like, well, your vibe, your energy, like, your look. This is a computer. How are you saying <laughs> my vibe and or my energy? Like, <laughs> no, you are not. Yeah, I used to do this thing too. Uh, like a couple years ago, when I first 
was on OkCupid, I would message uh, random people, regardless of whether I wanted to meet them or not, and just ask them if they saw if if they've seen John Connor like the Terminator. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone would be like, "No, I don't know who that is," and I'm like, "This is a reference to an action movie, my dude." And they were like, "Okay, I don't want to talk to you anymore." I'm like, "All right, that's great." Cool. Yeah. So that's that's how I uh, navigate uh, online dating, which yeah. I guess is the wrong way. No, that sounds but. great because since I'm since I'm in France and I am alone, I was like, I'm gonna get on Tinder. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Um, horrible idea. Ninety eight percent of my messages are like, "Hey, want to have sex?" And I'm like, "No, can't say Not- that too. No." Not right now. Not right now, dude. <laughs> like through the phone. Like okay. Like <laughs> get away from me. Or, uh, but like, I. So I would like, you know, I met up with somebody, and I was like, sure, let's hang out because they were gonna, we were gonna like go in the middle of the city, and they were gonna show me stuff. They lived here their whole life. It was totally sounded not creepy at all. I was like, cool, yeah, amazing. I just need somebody to hang out with. Like, just keep your penis in your pants, and everything will be fine. We won't karate chop you in public. Amazing. So we go out and it was just, I can just tell that he was just one of these guys. And literally he said he, it was like an hour in, he was like, Oh, I really like you. And I was like, you don't know me, dude. Like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, I've never, I've never been with a colored girl before. Colored E D. He said colored 2017. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you know, usually, like, I don't find black girls attractive, and... Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Yeah, literally. And I was like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm black. And he's like, no, 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 like, you know, like, African girls, like, girls from Africa, like, really dark ones, and I was like, okay, so, like, what don't you like about African girls? And he was like, uh, I don't know, I just don't find them attractive. And I was like, what about them? is not attractive to you. Like, give me, like, I'm, I'm looking for an answer here besides yeah. the fact that they're black. And he was like, you know, they're just really dark. And, um, and I was like, cool. So I'm going to go and you're a piece of shit. And this is literally how you get nothing. Like you are get like, you are lucky. I did not stab you in your throat across the table at lunch. Like, and this is, yeah. and I, I just, could not believe that he thought that I was going to be like flattered. Like, oh, I'm the first brown girl you think is attractive? Like, let's go make a baby. Like, no. Like, are you stupid? Grant, yeah. this man is 32 years old. Oh, that's, un- that's an unfortunate man. Yes. And I get this a lot. And it'll always be like, I've had, a, I've had somebody tell me this that was like a friend of mine. And he was mixed. I think he's... He's adopted, so he's not sure what he's mixed with, but he thinks he's some sort of, like, Filipino-ish, whatever. Mm. But he told me the same thing when we were younger, and he was like, I don't really find brown girls cute, but I think you're cute. And I'm like, you can't say that. That doesn't, like... Yeah. No, like, and he's like, you know, because I really like your style, and I think you're really cool. And I'm like, no, like, absolutely not. Like, I am not going to be your unicorn where you're like, oh, I found a brown girl that I think is attractive and she's edgy and cool and she likes to finger paint. Like, let's make a baby. Like, no, leave me alone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, I feel that. Um, a lot of <clears> – <throat> this is so fucked. But some of the people that I've been with who are white always, like, 
They're like, you want to meet up at a hangout at a bar? I'm like, yeah, sure. And this is like the first time we hang out. And we're drinking and we're laughing and it feels like a very good time. But then they always like to put in, you know, I don't date Asian guys. So just you should get that out of your head. I was like, I wasn't even fucking thinking about that. What the hell? Who said that? White people. You know, you know, it is white people. You know what the worst is? It's like when I'm talking to somebody and they'll bring up somebody that's Asian. And I'm like, I really love Asian men. And they're like, why? And I'm like, the hell do you mean why? Because Asian men are sexy. What's wrong with you? And they're like. Uh, I mean, I guess, and da, da, da. and I'm like, when they're like, I don't think I've ever heard anybody explicitly say that they like Asian men, and I'm like, well, because everyone's assholes, like, I don't know what to say, like, yeah. do, like, I think they're great, and I want to kidnap one and have babies, so my babies are perfect, <laughs> like, I don't know what to say, like, I think that's such a shitty thing that white people are just like, ew, why, like, why do you, like, yeah. Why? Because yeah. I don't want to date Joe Schmo down the street that all his sisters look like his, everyone else's sisters and I can't tell him apart from my cousin. Like, that's gross. Like, like I don't know why, why white people think all black people look the same. No, all white people look the same. They really do. They do. Um, I've had that. It, oh, my God. This is another embarrassing story. Yeah. So I went to go to a show. <laughs> potato. <laughs> Are you checking out your cooking? Oh, yeah. I turned it off a long time ago, and it's probably, like, gross. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. No, it's fine. But, um, but, um yeah, yeah I, there I was one time, time I went to a show, mm-hmm. and then I decided I wanted to tell, like, the singer or the bassist or something that they did a great job. Yeah. Regular thing. Yeah. But she looked exactly like a different white girl <laughs> who, was, who was just in the crowd. So I stopped this I stopped this girl and I was like, hey, good job. And she was like, on what? And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I was like, just yeah, being you. Like, I was like, everything about you is real great. I'm leaving now. And I was like, fuck, I just ruined this girl's night because I thought she was a different white girl. That's amazing, oh, and you should tell that story more often. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to. I think you should. That's amazing. That That's like, you know, uh, when you go to sleep and you think about all the uh, dumb things you've done throughout your life? Oh, yeah. That is uh, the one that always comes up. I always see it in my head, where I just, like, tap this girl on the shoulder, and I was like, yo, you were really great. And she's like, but at what? Like at being you, boo. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like moonwalk out of the room, just like bye. It's like, Shit. That would be perfect in every single way possible. Could this boil faster? Thanks. That's how you. That's the that's the key to cooking. You have to you have to talk to it. Yeah. Well, it's electric, and I've never had to cook with an electric stovetop before, and the water oh, boils man. like forty five seconds. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's boiling right now. See? I just had to give it some, like, encouragement. (laughs) A vote of confidence. Oh, man, that is a lot of rice. Oh, I'm gonna... Okay. Oh, man. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Just... That's acceptable. I'll eat all that rice. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool, though. Like, your apartment has an actual kitchen. Where I lived in Korea, we had a microwave and a hot plate. In my well, apartment. I don't have a microwave and a hot plate because I have no oven. So oh. 
have a microwave and an electric stovetop. But my hot plate was like broken and it had food all over it, like dried oh. food. So I was like, I'm just going to microwave ramen for three Forever. months. <laughs> for the rest of my fucking life. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's to the point where I can't eat ramen now because I've had it so fucking much while I was over there. Yeah. My mom was like, are you eating? She was like, what are you eating over there? And I was like, I'm literally eating pasta every single day. It was like, I, and I'm going to Italy, so I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. It was like, I've been cooking pasta pretty much every day. It's either pasta or toast or some sort of like salad something. It's literally like, what's in the fridge? 45 types of cheese? Okay. That's all <laughs> I have in the fridge right now is cheese and I think four eggs. Nice. Yeah, so I found a bag of potatoes, and I was going to make a microwave-baked potato, which is disgusting. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to call my dad. And I was like, Dad, how do you make a curry potato? Even though he doesn't know. He's not brown. He's yeah. Russian and Colombian. This is the wrong man to call. And he was like, this is what you do. And I was like, perfect. You're the best. So. Oh, man. Hopefully it goes well. I don't want to keep you too long if you're getting ready to eat um, soon. And I have, like, another... 10 minutes. I have to wait for that rice to boil. So, All right. What's that? I said it's your call. Okay. Um, I, but I feel so embarrassed by this one. I've told more embarrassing stories. And it's funny because we, I don't think, have ever had a conversation yep. other than this one. I don't think we have. I think yeah. it's been like in passing or like we are in the same place at the same time. But... Mm. I mean, you're not there for me. You're there for Kyle. So, you know, I'm just kind of like, and I'm there for Kyle. So I'm kind of just (laughs) leaning back like a shadow. Yeah. So, like, man, this is really good, though. I really enjoyed the conversation. It was fun. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, no worries. I was really nervous. It was so funny. When you were like, all right, I'm about to call. I was like, oh, man, I'm really nervous. Like, I'm going on a first date. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do with myself. But it's chill and like super comfortable and it was you're really easy to talk to so it's this is nice yeah i had to i had to learn how to do that over I the course you of because days, i'm so. gonna have to learn how to do this and to a bunch of men and i'm gonna be sitting there like i this is not a date interview but please tell me things about yourself and I'm yeah you lovingly <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure that's a uh, that's something i've never had to deal with thank god <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I was going to say something else, but the, I forgot it. Uh, but the way I usually like to close these out is, like, um, if you want to say anything to the people, which is something I started saying um, since the beginning of this podcast, but I started revealing more recently that I only say that because I stole it from most deaf on Def Jam Poetry when Russell Simmons would come out. He'd be like, say something to the people, Russ. So is there anything you want to say to the people before I stop recording? <laughs> is there anything I want to say to the people? Uh, people of color and alternative and rational culture exist, and we are not unicorns. There's plenty of us. Right on. Right on. Sorry for that huge gulp I did into the microphone. Oh, that was great. It sounded really thirst-quenching. And that was the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks again to Paige for sitting down during her vacation to talk to me for an hour and a half or more. Uh, it was so much fun to just sit down and talk talk to you, uh, finally get to talk to you, 
get to know you better. And I hope that you had a good time getting to know me a little better as well. Um, thanks again to those French firemen for waving at me. Um, that part I cut out, but um, I'm sure you could infer by our conversation that that's what happened. Thank you, French firemen. Y'all are really nice. Uh, also, I, I just want to take a quick second here to thank you guys again for listening. It really does mean a lot to me that people do listen to this um, and that you know people talk to me about it because it's really it's just been something that I've been doing for myself and it's cool that other people are into it. So really super grateful that you guys are into my conversations with people I haven't talked to in a long time. It's been really great. Thank you so much for listening. I can't believe it's been a year. I can't believe that I'm still doing this. I can't believe people are still interested and I am grateful for every second of it. So until the next season starts, until I get another couple of episodes under my belt, I just want to thank you so much for listening. I've been Paul Masbad, and this is Dear Stranger and Friend.